You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, the SEC tournament bracket is set. We're going to recap the games that finished off the regular season, and we'll take a look ahead at this week's games in the SEC tournament. Also, South Carolina, their women's basketball team, and Don Staley continue their dominant run in the SEC, racking up yet another conference tournament title. And we'll go around the conference with some tidbits from football and baseball, the like, including a no-hitter at Mississippi State, and some not great news coming out of the LSU Athletic Department. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it because there's a lot to recap from the weekend that was in the SEC men's basketball side of things. The tournament is set. Let's run through some of the action before we take a look at the matchups later this week. Saturday was loaded with SEC Hoops action. LSU had one of the best wins of their season, winning on the road at Missouri 86-80. Trenton Watford, he scored 14 of his 19 points in the second half, and Cam Thomas led the way with 29 points. The guy is just a scoring machine. LSU has now won five of its last seven. They finished third overall in the SEC, going with the three-seed Mizzou, meanwhile, they have lost five of their last seven as they are stumbling a bit into the SEC tournament. Number eight, Alabama. They recovered from a slow start to beat Georgia 89-79 as Herbert Jones scored two baskets and a 9-0 run to open up the second half in the tide shot. 45% from three as they got the W. Severe Wheeler had 18 points for Georgia, but it wasn't enough. And the tide have now won six of their last seven, and they finish with an impressive 16-2 and record in the SEC overall, and they will be the top seed in this week's SEC tournament. Number 12, Arkansas. They survived quite a scare from Texas A&M, and they were able to come back for the 87-80 victory as Moses Moody scored 28 points. Jalen Tate added 22. The win matched the Razorbacks' longest SEC winning streak at 11 games. The last time they did that, Back in 93-94 when Arkansas won the national title. The Razorbacks, they trailed by two with a minute to go in this game, but they were able to pull, pull it out with some big shots. Arkansas was likely already a top seed in the NCAA tournament, but they, but they can increase that seeding with a deep run in the SEC tournament this week as they head in as the number two seed. Kentucky, they had one of their more impressive performances of the season, perhaps their most impressive, beating South Carolina and Rupp Arena, 92-64. Davion Mintz and Brandon Boston both set career best with six three-pointers apiece. Mintz finished with 20 points and seven assists, while Boston scored 21. The Cats, they finished with their first losing record in the SEC since 1989, and they will be playing on Thursday. That is the first time the Cats have not had a double bye since the SEC tournament expanded back in 2013. The Wildcats most likely have to win the SEC tournament to earn an uh, invite to the big dance. But right now, they're just trying to not finish with a losing record in the SEC. Over at Auburn, Bruce Pearl, he earned his 600th career victory as the Tigers knocked off Mississippi State 78-71 to in their season finale. 
Alan Flanagan scored 17 of his 22 points in the second half. With no seniors and just two upperclassmen on the roster, Auburn did not even host a senior day. But for Bruce Pearl, he becomes the 63rd coach in Division I history and the 21st active coach to reach 600 Ws. DJ Stewart, he led the way in the game for the Bulldogs with 19 points. But the game ended Auburn's season as they self-imposed a postseason ban from that long-running NCAA investigation. So they will not play any more games this season. But if you're an Auburn fan, you got to be at least optimistic about the future with some of the players that they've got, hopefully coming back next year. In a bit of a low-scoring affair, Ole Miss, they beat Vanderbilt in Oxford 56-46. to Jarkel Joyner had 15 points. Romello White added 11, while the Ole Miss Rebels held the Commodores to just 36% shooting. Ole Miss finished their season winning three of its last four. They finished 10-8 and eight in the conference, 15-10 and 10 overall. They can earn a bid to the NCAA tournament with a couple of victories in the SEC tournament this week. And yesterday on Sunday, the Tennessee Volunteers, they beat Florida 65-54 and earned the four seed in the SEC tournament and a bye into Friday's quarterfinals. It's a balanced effort for the Vols as Victor Bailey, John Fulkerson, and Keon Johnson all, uh, scored 14 points apiece, and the Vols rallied from a 14-point deficit. The Florida Gators, they went into Sunday's game leading the SEC in free throw percentage, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. On Sunday, they shot 41% from the field, low, 23% from three, low, and 61% from the free throw line. All those well below their season averages. So Florida kind of stubbing their toe here heading into the SEC tournament. Tennessee, on the other hand, they got a chance to uh, make some noise here and uh, finishing as a top four seed. They have as good a chance as anybody to upset the apple cart and Perhaps win the SEC tournament and uh, send some of these other teams free-falling as the balls have the talent to do it. We'll see if they can uh, put it together later this week. And that is just a recap of what happened over the weekend in SEC men's hoops. When we return, we're going to run through how the schedule's set up for later this week in the SEC tournament at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Also a little bit later in the podcast, we'll hit on some football tidbits, some baseball tidbits, softball, women's basketball. A lot going on in the SEC right now. You want to keep it locked right here. I want to tell you guys about Blue Chew. They are making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients that you find in Viagra or Cialis but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED, and they can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is very simple. Go to bluechew.com, sign up today, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. As Blue Chew's Sildenafil or Tadalafil, all those tablets are chewable. They're made right here in the U.S. of A., and they prepare and ship directly. So it is cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. 
for more details and important safety information. And we got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. All you do is pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know that football is over. We know college basketball is winding down the SEC tournament this week, and they got action, boss. It is in full swing at betonline.ag. They even got you covered when it comes to award shows, TV shows, reality TV. It is real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Typically, day before, they've got odds up. Definitely day of. And you definitely want to get in on the action with the SEC tournament about to get underway. You can do some futures bets on them. Alabama, they got SC odds on favorite, followed by Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, all up there. You can even get some pretty good odds on Florida or Kentucky if you feel like one of them can make a run this week. But betonline.ag, they have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website. Use your mobile device. You can sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there with the Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Before we look ahead to the SEC uh, tournament, which is, of course, taking place this week, uh, the SEC women's Tournament uh, capped off this past weekend. South Carolina, they made history on Sunday, and so did the SEC with the first championship matchup between two black head coaches as the Gamecocks had Dawn Staley and Georgia's Joni Taylor. It was Dawn Staley's Gamecocks who used a late run in the third quarter to take control, and they held on to beat the 16th-ranked Bulldogs 67-62, to continuing their unprecedented run of six SEC tournament titles in seven seasons. South Carolina is going to be a threat for that national title coming up in just a couple of weeks. They're going to wait to find uh, tournament seating and all that. But uh, South Carolina, as dangerous as they come, and can't say enough of the job that uh, Dawn Staley has done there. She deserves all that and then some when it comes to what she has done with that program and made South Carolina a perennial uh, national championship contender year in and year out. For the Gamecocks. All right, we just recapped all the final action of the SEC uh, regular season for men's basketball. Now we head into the SEC tournament this week at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. So here's what we are looking at. Coming up on Wednesday night, we'll get the first round matchup as 12 seed Vanderbilt takes on 13 seed Texas A&M at 6 p.m. Central on the SEC network. Texas A&M just played its first games in over a month this past week, but they were both very competitive losses against Mississippi State and at Arkansas. Manuel Miller led them in scoring in both of those games. Vandy, on the other hand, they finished 3-13 and in the SEC, but they have won two of their last four with a win over Ole Miss and a very impressive non-conference win at Cincinnati. 
Check out betonline.ag for the latest betting odds on that game on Wednesday night. We'll be curious to see how that line moves over the next 48 hours. But good matchup, sneaky matchup between Vandy and Texas A&M. Just hard to get a read on the Aggies. Having only played two games really in the last month and a half, basically. Thursday is when we get our full day of action underway at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern on the SEC Network. It'll be 14-13 and 13 Mississippi State taking on 9-15 and 15 Kentucky. Despite their record, the Wildcats have played much better basketball in recent weeks. They've won four of their last six with the most recent, that beatdown of South Carolina last Saturday. Could the Wildcats finally be finding their chemistry? They're going to need it if Coach John Calipari's squad wants to make it to the NCAA tournament. These two teams met back in January. It was a thrilling double overtime victory for Kentucky. Bulldogs, they've won three of their last five, so they're going to hope to keep their season alive. For Kentucky, it would be very disappointing if they were one and done in the SEC tournament. Uh, But if anybody can go on a run and win this thing, win the SEC tournament, it's John Calipari and the talent that they have on this Kentucky team. At 1 p.m. Central, 2 Eastern on Thursday. Following that game, it's going to be number five seed Florida taking on the winner of Wednesday's game. So the Gators will face either Vandy or Texas A&M. The Gators had won three in a row before losing to Missouri and Tennessee this past week. Gators are still uber talented, and they should win either uh, this game, uh, whether they're playing either Vandy or Texas A&M as uh, Florida's going to look to improve their NCAA tournament seeding with what they're hoping to be a long run in the SEC tournament. At 6 p.m. Central on Thursday on the SEC Network, it'll be 7-seed Missouri taking on 10-seed Georgia. Missouri, look, they were one of the SEC's best teams for about three quarters of this season. But then something happened down the stretch. The Tigers have slipped up, and they've lost five of their last seven games played. Look, they're still in the big dance at 15-8, and eight, but they could really help their seeding with a deep run in the SEC tournament. Thursday at around 8.45 Central. Just being honest, they have a schedule for 8 Central. It's going to be closer to 8.45-ish on SEC Network. It's going to be 6-seed Ole Miss versus 11-seed South Carolina, with Ole Miss considered one of those teams kind of on the bubble watch. This is one they absolutely need to win. The Rebs had won four in a row just a few weeks ago before slipping up with losses to Mississippi State and Vandy. But still, the Rebels have won seven of their last nine, and they could cause headaches for some of those higher seeds later on in the SEC tournament. But you never know what happens when you play these games that start getting late into the evening. You're playing a game that's 9.30, 10 o'clock where you are, sitting around all day, Crazy things happen in the SEC tournament. So we'll see if Ole Miss can hang on as the higher seed and take out South Carolina on Thursday night. Then on Friday, the top four seeds will be in action. Top-seeded Alabama, they're going to play at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern on ESPN on Friday. They'll take on the winner of that Kentucky-Mississippi State game. Now, Alabama already has beat both these teams twice this season, though their games with the Bulldogs were actually much closer than their games against Kentucky. But I bet a rematch with the Tide and the Cats going to draw a lot of eyeballs and probably be a very highly rated game. 
But Alabama took care of business both times they played Kentucky. Wasn't even, weren't even close. Around 145-ish Central on Friday on ESPN. Following that game, it'll be four-seed Tennessee facing the winner of Florida's game. And it would be interesting if they did face the Gators again after having just played them yesterday. Beating a team twice in the same week is never easy. We'll see if we get Tennessee versus Florida yet again. On Friday, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern on SEC Network, it'll be two-seed Arkansas taking on the winner of Missouri-Georgia. Arkansas beat Georgia earlier this year by 30 points, but their game against Missouri just a few weeks ago was a lot closer. They pulled out an overtime victory against them. Arkansas-Missouri rematch would certainly be intriguing. We'll see who we get in that one on Friday night. And then later on Friday night, likely around 8.45 Central on the SEC Network, it will be three-seed LSU taking on the winner of that Ole Miss-South Carolina game. LSU only played Ole Miss once this year, beating them by 14 in early January. Their second game was postponed and was never rescheduled. The Tigers did play one lone game against South Carolina. It was just a five-point win at home for LSU. Well, Wade's Tigers are one of the most unpredictable teams because you know their offense can be deadly, but on certain nights their defense is really lacking. So we'll see which LSU team shows up here on this SEC tournament, but a big win for them this past Saturday on the road at Missouri. And then the two semifinal games, they will be played on Saturday afternoon. Both of those games will air on ESPN back-to-back starting at noon central, followed by the championship game will be on Sunday at noon central on ESPN. I want to remind you that betonline.ag, they have Alabama as the odds-on favorite, but again, we'll not be surprised if any of these top four seeds can get it done. Head to betonline.ag for the latest odds if you guys want to get in on the action throughout this week. All right, when we return, we're going to jump around the conference for some tidbits across the SEC. I got basketball or baseball notes, football notes, got it all coming up next. And we've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all their bars. Well, now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup, they are matching up a, a couple of different flavors. They have the Apple Almond Crisp, t- taking on the Churro Puff. Uh, I have tried the Apple Almond Crisp. It is pretty delightful. I would That one would get my vote. The other one is the Peanut Butter Brownie, taking on the Raspberry Both those are pretty good. I would probably lean raspberry, but you vote how you want to. You can go to BuiltBar.com or go to uh, on Twitter at Built underscore Bar, and you can vote on their matchups. They're going to have new matchups every day with some of their best flavors going up against one another. Again, today, it's the Apple Almond Crisp versus the Churro Puff and the Peanut Butter Brownie versus Raspberry. And remember, when you go to their website, BuiltBar.com, you can use that promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar.
Hey, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all across the NFL. All the latest news, free agency, cap wrangling, all that going on. Get previews and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I've been talking a lot on the basketball side of things, but there is a lot going on around the SEC and other sports. Let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. On Friday, the news came out uh, following LSU's release of an internal investigation into the football program under Les Miles. And they included the discipline of a pair of administrators. School officials said there will be a 30-day unpaid suspension for assistant AD Verge Osbury and a 21-day unpaid suspension for assistant AD Miriam Seeger. Both are ordered to undergo sexual violence training, among other things. Former LSU team captain and long snapper Blake Ferguson on social media blasted the discipline as, quote, unacceptable and added later later that uh, Seeger and Osbury should be fired. It comes amid reports of uh, pretty eeky stuff coming out. Former LSU head coach Les Miles did with a couple of former uh, student interns and whatnot. Look, all the CD details are out there, but bottom line is LSU's got to clean up how their Title IX office operates. Clearly not on the up and up with how they've handled things for the past decade plus. Just hoping they uh, get it right moving forward. Preparing for the draft. On quarterback Mac Jones, former Alabama QB, national champion. His name continues to climb up draft boards. And yesterday on ESPN Senior Bowl Executive Director Jim Nagy was asked what will make Mac Jones a successful NFL quarterback. And he said there's two things. His intelligence and his accuracy. He said that is what's going to make Matt Mack a really good NFL starting quarterback. His ability to process information, take an NFL playbook. He did both of those things while he was in Mobile. He said that's difficult for a lot of QBs to come down and spit out the verbiage, do all the things they need to do. But Mac Jones is an old school gym rat. He said we caught him a couple nights in the convention center studying tape after midnight. And the important thing that, car- that carried over onto the field. Said he got on the field, knew where to go with the ball. Most importantly, he put it where he needed to put it. I think those are the things that are going to make Mac a really good NFL starting quarterback. So we'll continue to track and see where Mac Jones is expected to go in the first round of this year's NFL draft. Over in Knoxville, as spring practice is less than a month away, roster numbers are beginning to be revealed by the players themselves, including the early enrollees. Tennessee signed 10 players and this year's recruiting class who arrived on campus in January as early enrollees. There was also a junior college wide receiver, Anderson Kobe. Uh, the Vols also added two scholarship transfers and former Virginia Tech quarterback, Hendon Hooker, and former USC kicker, Chase McGrath. A couple of those numbers, Hooker is going to wear number five at the quarterback spot, and their uh, recruit, Caden Salter, quarterback, he will wear number seven. Tennessee, they will host fans Side Neyland Stadium to finish off their uh, first spring under Josh Heupel that will be held on April 24th. 
in Knoxville. Former Auburn wide receiver Marcus Davis, he's starting a new chapter in his coaching career. He was recently hired to coach wide receivers at Hawaii. He was previously an offensive grad assistant at Florida State. He played and coached at Auburn. He'll be reunited with another former Gus Malzahn assistant, Todd Graham, who is the head coach at Hawaii. Veteran Arkansas offensive lineman reportedly will not be returning to the football team next year. According to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Noah Gatlin plans to retire from football. This past year, Gatlin won the job at right tackle, started the first five games of Arkansas's 2020 season. After suffering a concussion, he did not play the rest of the year. Now he will retire from football. Softball action number two, Alabama. Their 19-game win streak came to an end yesterday with a 1-0 loss to South Alabama. The Jaguars improved to 10-7 with the win. Alabama was 15-0 all-time against South Alabama before that game. Maybe a little bit of humble... Humble check for the Alabama softball team ending their 19-game win streak. SEC teams will begin conference play this weekend in softball. Over in baseball, four Mississippi State pitchers combined for the team's first no-hitter since 1985 as the Bulldogs beat Kent State 13-0 on Sunday. Starter Jackson Fristo tossed a perfect six innings on 87 pitches, including 56 that found the zone for eight strikeouts. And Landon Sims, Mikey Tepper, and Cam Tular finished the job in relief. It was a series-deciding victory for the Bulldogs. So congrats to those guys. Vanderbilt, their pitchers, the best trios in college baseball. Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, and Thomas Schultz they were almost unhittable in a sweep of Illinois-Chicago this past weekend. The Commodores give up a total of four runs in the three-game series. Those guys are going to be nasty throughout the SEC season. Over at Florida, their baseball record books got an update on Sunday. Outfielder Jacob Young, he now has the longest hitting streak in school history. He extended his streak to 30 games on Sunday in Florida's 8-0 win over Florida A&M. He breaks Tim Olson's record of 29 games from the 2000 season. Recruiting news, Mike Leach's program, Mississippi State, added its fifth recruit, their class of 2022, with a pledge from outside linebacker Khalid Moore out of Poplarville, Mississippi. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. He committed to the Bulldogs over the likes of Ole Miss, Navy, among others. He is the second highest rated commitment in this class for the Bulldogs three-star prospect rated the number 32 outside linebacker in the country. Five-star Malachi Starks. He is a Georgia athlete and a heavy SEC target. He has set his commitment date. He's out of Jefferson, Georgia. He plays quarterback and defensive back in high school. He's going to announce his decision at 5.30 on March 25th. For several months, Stark has held a Top three of Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson. He's a six foot one, 200 pound junior. He's ranked as the nation's number 29 overall prospect, number four athlete, and number four overall recruit in Georgia. See where he chooses. Speaking of Georgia quarterbacks, a four star 2022 Georgia quarterback, 
named Jacuri Brown. He has set his date. He'll make his commitment on March 26th. He said he will be deciding between Auburn, Florida, Texas A&M, and Arizona State and Miami are in there, but three big SEC schools in there in Auburn, Florida, and Texas A&M. And lastly, Naples, uh, Florida standout DB, Devin Moore. He has picked up 24 offers so far in his recruitment. He recently shared seven teams are in his final uh, list of schools. He tweeted out Alabama and Florida are in his top seven schools, along with Cincinnati, Florida State, Miami, Notre Dame, and Stanford. He is a three-star DB, the number 28 safety, and number 62 recruit in Florida. So there you have it. That is your tidbits from around the conference. Man, there's a lot going on from from softball to baseball to football recruiting, football spring ball. Tons of stuff happening. So uh, we'll continue to discuss it all, including uh, later in the week. Hope to catch back up with our buddy Blake Lovell, who covers all things SEC hoops. Get his thoughts on some of the teams heading into the SEC tournament this week. Also, our buddy Chris Marler from Saturday Down South expected to join us. He put out some uh, rankings this past week, ranking uh, the top 10 SEC offensive players heading into 2021. We'll get Chris on and tell him why his list is terrible and he got it wrong. We'll do that at some point this week. Plenty of stuff to discuss all this week here on Locked on SEC. Make sure you guys are subscribed and catching us each and every day talking all things SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.